Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Coffee podcast. My name is Ren. And my name is Emily and on this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. And surprise, surprise to no one, this wasn't meant to be the episode this week. Nope, <laughs> absolutely not. Originally it was going to be predictions, we had it all recorded, it was all there, it was all ready to go and be edited and then we they did. decided to drop one the first eight minutes and then casually yeah and then we didn't realize that the review embargo would render the predictions absolutely useless so this is going to be kind of a final send-off for our run-up to season four we're gonna talk about the eight minutes we're gonna talk about predictions where we can um and we're gonna go from there it's gonna it's gonna be a good one we we are recording this on uh monday the 23rd of may just as clarification before the show drops um and it it's been a weekend <laughs> it, it's, it's been, been a, yeah a weekend <laughs> there, there's been a few leaks um yeah well i say leaks it's been interviews that have said a bit too much Let, let's put it that thank way. you david harbour thank you finn wolfhard um <laughs> we thank you for your service and the internet has been having a little bit of a time so we're going to get into all of that and we're also saying the date just in case it gets to tomorrow um the 24th or the 25th and all of this is useless again so at least we can say we tried anything could happen at this point it can all be a massive dream and an ego can fall on l's head and that's why stranger things has happened and i wouldn't even be surprised no but before we get into all of that kind of stuff. There are as many places you can find us, and it is pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. But if you want some clarification, those places are Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible.com at Hawkins New Copy. And then on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast, or YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins New Copy. And probably not this week, um, because we've definitely not left enough time. But eventually, you can find it at HawkinsNewCopy.com. This website needs to be the best website that anyone's ever seen. Watch it look no different to the current landing page when this is all done there. We're hyping this up. We've amped this website up. Like, we need to we need to do it. So, yes, uh, shall we start at the beginning? Because it's a very good place to start. And that would be with the eight minutes, which sets us all the way back to 1979. What I am going to do with that is I'm going to bring in one of the predictions that we can talk about very briefly. Because yes. a name, some name was <gasps> mentioned... And I also want to brag about this for a moment, (laughs) but we'll get into that in a second. So we did get a message saying, I thought it was strange that Jamie Campbell Bower didn't speak an interview or speak at all at the premiere. I think his character must be very important, or maybe he just doesn't like to do interviews. Um, So in our discussion, I said about my theory as to who Jamie Campbell Bower's character, Peter Ballard, could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to say that I said this early April, I also hinted at it a couple of times a few episodes back. If you watch us on YouTube, because there are video versions of the podcast on YouTube, that is a shameless plug for our YouTube channel, I will insert that message from Emily with the date stamp um, to show that she did, in fact, say this at the start of April. So I said we've been focusing on the fact that Peter Ballard um, is apparently a friendly orderly at... What everyone's presumed has been Penhurst and working with Victor mm-hmm. Krill in some kind of sense. And I said, what if we're all being focused on this, but actually he's an orderly at the lab? Yeah, because it was never confirmed. It was never confirmed that he was working with Victor Krill ever. Like, 
they were very clever in the way that they dropped it because they said he worked at the psychiatric hospital and then they said that Victor Krill was in a psychiatric hospital. So people just assumed that it was the same thing and there was no like yeah, it was it was it was a very clever wording on the Duffer's part. That was very good because it fooled pretty much everybody. And then today, on the twenty third of May, technically still hasn't been confirmed. Still hasn't no. been completely confirmed, but there's been suggestions of L meeting a friendly orderly. And who do we know is a friendly orderly? Who knows? Um, I won't go into too much more regarding that because, I mean, you can't really go into too much more regarding that because it <sighs> seems to be a very, very off-limit thing on people's list of spoilers and things that you can't talk about. Um, yeah. But that's as far as it goes into. Some go into a little bit more detail about L meeting a friendly orderly or Peter Ballard being a friendly orderly in quotation marks and stuff like that. But I did say that. So to answer the statement, I think the reason we haven't seen... <laughs> much of Jamie Campbell Bauer is because we're literally not allowed to without saying anything. Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely think that. And then obviously that was uh, reinforced even more in the eight minutes because we had a Peter name drop. Yes, we did have a Peter name yes. drop. Just, it was very... Obviously not blinking, you miss it, because you're not. No, but, but, it, but it also would be. But it also would be because I think... You're so, oh my God, what is happening yeah. in that moment of the clip that you're not thinking the, the names of these people, you know, like you're not there thinking, oh, that's that and that's that. And also like it was Peter and Alec. So they were like pretty common, you know, pretty regular names, names that wouldn't like really stand out, you know, like if it was numbers, like if he was talking to a number and he was like, oh, two, what's happening? You would sort of. Yeah, exactly. Proce- Do you know what I mean? A little bit more. Whereas because he uses the name and because that's there, it, it probably isn't something that you're going to think about just as much. You know, when they're walking down the corridor, he says, hi, Dr. Ellis. Yeah. And again, you don't think anything of it. Dr. Ellis could be a demogorgon, but you don't know because it's just a normal name, you know? So I, I don't think Dr. Ellis is a demogorgon. <laughs> that's not one of my theories. But like, yeah, I think it's so kind of throwaway that it is a kind of blink and you miss it moment. Yeah, I also, I think there's well, there is a reason. I mean, I've just, we've, I've literally just said it, but I think there is a reason why we can't talk about this. I don't think he is as friendly um, no. as he makes to be, and I think, and a lot of people online have said this as well. It is kind of evident by the way the eight minutes are set up, because there is a very, there's an odd vibe about it all. That Brenna seems nice. Yeah. And immediately that kind of I mean you'll get what I mean by when I say this, that it's it's fitting with his character, but not at the same time. Because you think about the way he, yeah. he portrays this kind of air of nicety that if I'm nice to you, you'll do things. Same way he is with Elle, yes. where it's that kind of idea of like, oh, I'm Papa. Um, so if you if you're really good, mm-hmm. it's manipulative niceness. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's nice in a manipulative way. Yeah. It's nice when you're useful. Yeah, absolutely. He's not a nice man, which some people online are taking it and being like, see, Brenner just he just really cares and he just wants to like protect people from L. And I'm just like, huh? Let, he cares let's not for a certain reason. <laughs> yeah, like he he obviously you know, it does go with the thing of she's dangerous, 
but he has no problem using her to get things done and spy on people and do these things like if anything yes there's the what have you done moment but like he also probably thinks oh she's capable of lots of things let's use that which we see him then start to do so um i feel like we should not defend martin brenner Hmm. not a nice man experiments on children stealing children from their parents what I found very interesting, and a few people kind of saying this as well, that number 10's powers are very, very similar to L's, but also very similar to what Will could do when the mind flayer was in him and kind of like the certain... Mm-hmm. Well, Will couldn't do it in the same way, like not projection stuff, but obviously with the tunnels, he could kind of see where people were in that, that kind of sense. And... That is what number 10 can do. So why why is that? That That's what's interesting to me. And I it kind of makes me wonder if not to be like number 10 was the favourite at one point. Because he was very protective in a sense as we've seen him be with L before. And I, it feels like there is a reason he went to number 10 rather than say pick up number, number 6 or whoever was playing chess. Yeah, and also, like, he goes over when Ten has the the eight ball and says, that's your favourite, isn't it? Like, he knows that, and he kind of is using that as, like, a, am going to say that I know that that's your favourite mm. because I'm Papa, and, and you could definitely sort of see that. Side note, <laughs> because because I'm me, um, and I love bonus content, and I hate inconsistencies, you said six, and it's reminded me, Obviously, because we see that number six in the, the clip is different from number six in the comic books, I have made it, so I figured out a way that it can all be consistent. I wonder if you thought the same thing, because obviously we don't have Callie there either. We don't have Callie there, so if they got out, right, if yeah. so six and stuff like got out and there was all of those things, what if they just replaced those numbers with other children and then just named them? The same. Yeah. So, like, we lost to number six. Let's have a new six. Or or another option, which I think is probably more likely. The comics are scrapped. Yes. Yes. I know. That yeah. is the actual option. What do they say about Callie, that she'd gotten out at that point, I think? Hmm. I think that's what the Duffers said. I think it was Callie had already escaped. Yeah, I, I'm a bit confused, to be honest, by the whole Callie situation. I don't really know where she's fitting in with anything. But they said that she'd ran away so and that she was able to escape. And then we do know that in the comics that did happen Yeah. as well. So I'm wondering if all the ones have gone. Mm. So they're like, let's just replace them. Because we didn't see a number eight in there, to be fair. The only thing I'd say that doesn't fit with, and I'll be very, very vague on this, if um, our friendly orderly is yes. not so friendly and is related to something else, as many people online suspect. It doesn't line up with that. I have a theory about that um, that I can't say yet. We'll find out after the massacre at Hawkins Lab. (laughs) Um, But I have a theory as to how that could fit and how that could work and how maybe... My main issue is with Callie. Not so much The main issue is is Callie. It's... I I don't know how... Callie wouldn't be aware 
because I think going by ages, if we are going, I'm being vague, it's all vague. It's not what people aren't already thinking, let's be honest. Um, If we're going by ages, Callie would definitely remember. And also, though, it does retcon something that was already in season two, um, because Terry surely... Well, actually, you don't know. Terry might have met a friendly orderly. Terry might have, but she just can't say. Yeah. It does also kind of, though, possibly render um, suspicious minds as non-canon. So let's just not talk about it. Let's just... Unless there's an adult division and a child division of the studies. Because that did happen with MKUltra. I I think they've just kind of gone... (laughs) You had your fun during the hiatus... Now let's actually talk about canon content. Let, let's say actually... what the, the actual numbers are. But no, Brenner, number 10. He is definitely very protective of number 10. You can yeah. you can tell. Hmm. I'm wondering if all the numbers are somehow connected to upside down related stuff then. Because yeah. that that eye shift, and this was noticed Which a lot. we said. We, we have said We that. said a few episodes ago hmm. about that. L does the eye, you know what I mean by the eye thing, close the eyes and the eyes kind of like wobble. Will did that and that was Mind Flayer influence. And number yeah. 10 did the exact same thing. And it was such a similar shot to what they showed with Will searching. Yeah, there's like comparison of all yeah. three of them. Yeah, 100%. There, there is something connecting it all to something. So is this a thing yeah. with, we're skipping ahead slightly from the eight minutes, so we'll go back to it. Um, is it something with the crew house being a connection? And if... Vecna is situated there, if Vecna is kind of connected to everything. Yeah. Then, you know, let's go back to the eight minutes. I do not think for a second that Elle did that. I think we've done a the good old uh, misdirection here with this intro to season four. And what I think is interesting is that behind Elle, where the glass is broken, you see like a little crack in the wall, yeah. which suspiciously looks a little bit like a gate. It does. I completely agree. I, my first thought was immediately L was actually... The reason why L has the blood on in her eyes is because she was fighting who actually did it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's... I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Some people don't think so, though. Some people are genuinely like, L did that, like that's so bad and she's gonna have had like yeah like genuinely there are a a fair few people that think that Elle did do it it would be really interesting if she actually did because I thought we said before that Elle was a villain would be scary yeah and I I they're they're not doing it because also if we think about that shot in season two as well when she's closing the gate we have Mm -hmm. eyes pulling the blood as well I think the ears are gone as well so it's like a massive outburst of power and yeah. it's really interesting that if you go with that mindset everything then in season one you look at with this kind of sense of oh my god that she's being forced to do these things because people think that's what she's done yeah but actually she didn't and then it's horrible in the sense as well because then when she does go and kill those people in the lab when they try and lock her in the door it's almost actually that's exactly how that scene plays out in the eight minutes where the door knocks Brenner out and then the two and then the people were killed I showed the eight minutes to my cousin and when he came to after being knocked out by the door she just went 
he would have a lot more injuries. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's like the same kind of thing as how Jonathan Byers somehow survived <laughs> the broken yeah. back. Like Jonathan Byers is dead, according to season three right now. <laughs> she was like, how did he stand up? God, it's just... I don't know. But yeah, that, that shot is pretty much exactly the same then. So when Brenna sees her, it's like, you did it. it you can do it. Is that the kind of thing yeah. of... Oh, it, it just puts her a whole new spin over it. We had a message as well from someone saying that their own personal theories. That's what Brenner remembers. Um, like he did get knocked out, but Ooh, why was he spared? Yeah. And then what we see in teaser 002 is what Elle remembers. Yeah. And I wonder if, if you put the two halves together, I wonder what kind of scene actually that would be. Because we do know that Elle was in her room, which yeah. then puts a twist to them. Why was she the only one? that was in her room because we I think initially all thought it was for not to keep us separate as I think it was like too dangerous but there was that kind of yeah idea of is, is that why she was kind of kept separate because you know she is that but actually was it a protection thing then was she put there to be protected from whoever did the thing because there is one of the reviews that does say that the friendly orderly takes a bit of a shine to Elle and kind of looks after her so I, I don't... So maybe... Maybe who knows? Who knows? I will say, I really enjoyed the noise, which... Children screaming did it for you. No, not that noise. The intro noise in yeah. Brenna's house. The crossword and stuff like that. Yeah, for clarification, I am deaf. So the noises like that, I don't pick up on very much. That is quite, that is quite rare. I, I did have my hearing aids in when I watched it, but... It's quite rare for noise like that to be so clear to mm. me. And I really liked that. And I think it was quite... It sounds really silly. And I don't know if I explained it right, but it felt really accurate within Brenner's character because no, it I was felt just about so, to say like, that. ordered. If that makes sense, everything was neat and in its place. The, the cutting of the plant and, and everything, it was very, like, particular. Yeah, I think it's meant to be intentional as a thing of, like, everything... Brenna has an operation going very smoothly that everything is done in a certain way and everything is almost yeah. perfect in a sense. I mean, if you think about even, this is going like deep, like theory analysis. Um, even if you think about like, the road he's on, it's essentially like the picture perfect thing when the person's throwing the newspapers, it's landing perfectly and everything is landing really precisely and that really fits with what is going on with Brenna. Um, yeah. And then he goes to the lab and everything is in order until it's not. And I think it is meant to be kind of like a how things should be and how things are to a suddenly it goes wrong. Yeah. Thing. So I think it isn't. I think it's intentional. I think it is meant to be that kind of thing. I guess you could say it wasn't very orderly. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. No, that I thought was. I just thought that was done really well and it was like a really interesting detail. I also think that's probably why he is then just protective of Elle. Like people are saying, oh, it's protective because like he cares and stuff, but it's probably more when he's like, what have you done? It's probably more of like, a, oh my God, you've killed my experiments. And also what have you done and not showed me about before? Like, you know, it, there's a lot more to it sort of than that. I was genuinely quite affected by the dead children like that was actually quite brutal like i really understand why this season has had a rating yeah up um and 
I know what they mean about even, you know, dark not even being in the same as, like, it being a dark darker season because of the villains. Like, if the first eight minutes you are presented with dead children. That that was quite that was quite upsetting to watch, actually. Like, I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting it to sort of be so... Hmm. Brutal, I guess. Like, that's, that was quite hard. Yeah, it's... It's tricky because I feel like I don't know what my... It sounds weird to say I don't know what my genuine reaction would be. But I, I said last week that I had read the breakdown of what happens yeah. in it. So I don't know if... Because I'd read that, I was kind of prepped for what yeah. was about to come. So obviously it was still shocking. And like the way they were presented, like with limbs very mm-hmm. clearly broken, it's very... Yeah. For me, it was the screams. Because obviously reading it, it, it's one thing, but you don't have that whole atmosphere and I think someone online was saying this when they were at the premiere the Madrid one where it was shown um the entire episode I th- or it might have been the actual premiere it was one of the two and they were saying that the scream sounds so real yeah it just it just sounded like genuine like horror house it was awful I think for me sounds always a bit more impactful than actually seeing things because I think sounds play on your mind more and that's why the demogorgon away in season one where you kind of hear those sounds it's a lot more scary in a sense than until you then you saw the demogorgon it's like oh okay that's what it looks like and so i mm-hmm. think hearing that for me was a lot more impactful than when brenna was walking through and saw this is making me sound so heartless but you know what i mean that, that to me hearing that and knowing what's going on yeah does a lot more than me seeing the aftermath yeah. That if it had all the sounds, Brenna being knocked out, and then you see Elle turning around with the blood, that would have done exactly the same for me as Brenna walking through and seeing everything. Does that make sense? I, it's almost that thing as well as like the unknown is creepier than when you actually yeah. see something. I think that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. That once you see it, that say that illusion is broken, but it's kind of like yeah. there's nothing for you to predict or kind of make up in your head. Shadows in the middle of the night, you know, when you see like. If you're hanging something up and you know that that's your jacket that you've hung up to wear tomorrow, but... Or my sleep paralysis demons. I used to call the shadows. <laughs> the shadows are here again, living my will buyer's life with the shadow yep. monster. No, I, I do know what you mean. Um, and the screams were horrible. I want to know how quickly it happened. Because obviously Branna gets knocked out. How long was that massacre on for? Or was it quick? And also, they did a really good job at the... I assume they CGI'd Millie to make her look younger. Yeah, they had... I can't remember who it was, but they did get a younger girl. And then I think... I can't remember if Millie acted it. And then they just see, uh, imposed or... If something happened there. Yeah. I'm just very glad it was not a Renesmee baby situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got that Netflix money. <laughs> <laughs> that mass amount of Netflix money for season four, so... But yeah, no, that was, I, th- I thought that was really good. Those are my sort of takeaway points. And obviously, who we think actually did it. But we will not say anything more about who. And I think the main thing for it, even though I had read everything about it beforehand, um, it still kind of left you thinking, I want to see more of it. And I want to know more. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that was the main thing from it, that even knowing everything, mm-hmm. it was that real thing of... Let's not stop this now. Let's just Still give me a little questions. bit more. Just show me a bit more of it. I think whatever people are saying in reviews, because there have been certain things that said, some people have loved it, a few people have been 
little on the fence about it, but we'll get into that one in a second. You can't say that wasn't an opener. Like, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Let, let's move on to the reviews. I think this ties nicely into all of this, actually. So, embargo finished today. Um, I think currently there are not many people that have got the full episodes one to seven. Some have got one to six. I think a couple have got one to four. And I think it's just a thing they want to kind of phase it out a little more. And I, I understand why they haven't given number seven. I kind of get that because it's... It's also, it'll be a cliffhanger, won't it? So. Yeah, exactly. I think the thing to take from reviews, and we've had chats about this today, and the internet's been chatting about it as well, that reviews are both great and at the same time, not. And sometimes you can really tell when reviews are being done by people that have to do a review. Yep. And then other times you can tell reviews are done by people that are genuinely really like the show. And yeah. I think that's kind of been evident today because there have been some conflicting things with people saying, others are saying that this is bad, this was bad, this was terrible, hated this, hated that, you can't get past this. And others are actually saying, yeah, this was here, but actually it only added to it. It did this, it did that. Yeah. Plots I was worried about, I, I wasn't worried about anymore. Um, the main complaint, I'll say complaint loosely, but it's been the general consensus has been the episode lengths. And we've said ourselves, or I've said myself, that I'm a little concerned with it because I do think you, a lot of people do get to a point usually around the hour, hour 10-ish mark, you think, are oh, we wrapping it up now? And that's purely yeah. not often a boredom thing and sometimes not even an attention thing, but I think in a fatiguing sense, because if you're giving, if you're having too much of something, then, you know, I mean, the show is meant to be binged, let's be honest. Yeah. That it's, the show is pretty much designed to be binge-watched and it, it does... I think one of the reviews said this it does feel a little bit like they don't want you to do it with this yeah. one. And I don't quite get that. But then other same with the running time that they didn't even notice and actually they thought the episodes could have been longer. So you, you know what I mean. So the, the, the general thing seems to be running time to thing, but most people have seemed to have really loved season four, which yeah. is good. And I am relieved. I am glad that you can kind of tell the difference between the people that yeah had to review it and then the people that genuinely loved it because I think, and I've said this today as well, I think the only people that can tell you really that you enjoy something is yourself. Yeah. So I think I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen a few people talk about some of the reviews and then be genuinely quite like disheartened by certain things. I will fully admit there are certain things I've been slightly disheartened about, but we will get into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I also think, like, but we don't know yet. No, exactly. You know, so I think if, if you are one of those people that has read a review and been quite sad, you haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, and also there's been conflicting things. Like, someone said that, some you know will doesn't have much of a character and then someone else said that he was like stand out of the show so like i think it, you know you've sort of got a take reviews with a with a pinch of salt i think and also it's a thing of they haven't actually seen the full season because it's still being edited da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. so you haven't got the full picture and exactly even though volume one is going to give you you should hope that it's going to give you an overall story of where this is going. Mm -hmm. it, it's not the complete thing. Um, 
But let's touch upon a couple of things that came up. Interestingly, a lot of things that were completely redacted. So we've said before that Peter Ballard is a pretty much, you can mention he's an orderly. And you can mention, well, some people like you, he, you can mention that he talks with Al. But others would have been like, or oh, we'll say, is it Peter Ballard is a friendly orderly? Yeah, it, it was interesting how many people, like some people would like, completely not mention something at all and then i'd read another review and it would be like here's a breakdown of everything x y and z can do or not do and i was just like what are the netflix rules i'd love to have seen then what netflix told you you couldn't talk about that would that would yeah yeah so we don't really know anything about that we can make predictions from what has been said in reviews but we don't really know much about that none of hopper's storyline is allowed to be talked about essentially so none of russia which we kind of gathered from when winona was saying at the premiere i can't tell you anything other than the fact that apparently it's miserable yeah so that's happening there else we went into a little bit but we couldn't really talk about too much mainly she's being bullied that was it really we did get a mention though of brenna and dr owens they both came up at yeah. one point in a capacity that suggests that brenna turns up slightly later on in the season as well. So, in terms of reviews, there isn't too much you can actually talk about, it seems. Sadie's plot, though, we know is apparently yeah. really good. And actually, loads of people have been saying that Dear Billy is their favourite episode That's really of good. the season. Some saying that it's their favourite episode of the entire show. Interesting. Which makes sense, because if you think about episode four, it's an episode four. Yeah. And episode four in previous Strange Things seasons have kind of been the the click moment season one uh will died in episode three and we kind of get the reveal then in episode four season two um we then get the whole you know mind flayer situation begin yeah. to begin three we <laughs> they're all will um we have will destroys castle buyers yeah. but at the same time i think l and max discover something about billy yeah. um so and then will does he's I can sense him kind of thing. And then episode four, um, we then get the reveal of what's going on there. So clearly episode four is going to be some kind of reveal. Again, I imagine this then is going to be our proper Vecner reveal situation. And we're going to, well, we're going to properly know, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we obviously see in the trailer that she's wearing the same outfit when she's talking to his headstone. We know that she's seeing the counsellor, so she needs to have that moment of feeling comfortable to get to the point of writing that letter. So obviously I think the letter is going to be part of her like homework, you know? Um, for those that have had any type of therapy, you do get assigned homework. But I think that's probably part of her homework, is that you you write these letters to Billy and say what you're thinking. And so obviously she goes to where his headstone is and then she's wearing the same outfit and it looks like the same days when she's floating. Um, So yeah, so I think that's definitely going to be that episode. I did see one review and I cannot remember which review it was, but I was like, thank you for saying what I've been thinking. Is that it was like, Max suddenly decides that Billy was really cool. (laughs) They were like, which I don't understand because he was awful. And I was like... I read it and it gave me a laugh but I was thinking like grief is really tricky and obviously he was her brother and I think he wasn't always like that like he when they first met he was different and there was like little parts and stuff but he was also an awful human being 
I think, and I think one other review, it was either a review said this or Caleb might have said it in one of the interviews, actually, that was done, that I think it's a survivor guilt situation. Yeah. I think that's what it is more yeah, than yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think she thinks he's cool in the slightest because he's an awful character. I think it is that kind of thing of she watched him die and she's kind of built it in her head if we never moved here then this wouldn't have happened. I think it's more that kind of thing. So in her head, it's him being cool, so to speak, is the easiest thing to latch onto. Yeah. That it's things like, but he was actually okay. He didn't deserve this though, that he was bad, but he didn't deserve this. He was all right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how it's been built up in her head because I'm sorry, but also that recap they did of seasons one to three of Stranger Things when Joe Keery was like, oh, and he completely redeemed himself. And what a complex character. I thought, you know, no, absolutely not, Joe Keery. Billy, Billy is the absolute worst. We're not redeeming him for anything. Yeah. Billy, Billy Hargrove makes me so mad. I, I cannot stand him. Like, I cannot stand him as a character. Yeah. And if it is a case of... They've generally gone, you know, no, he he's all right. Billy was good. I will actually be really annoyed. Yeah. I, because that undoes everything. I No, I agree. I think what they need to do and what they should do is grief is tricky storyline. Because grief is yeah. tricky. You can feel so many different emotions all at once when it comes to some kind of grief Mm. i want them to go down the grief is complicated route rather than billy was actually really cool um and we miss him kind of like i think grief is complicated makes more sense and also i think that makes more sense within max's character because of what max is like as a person no i agree just (sighs) but yeah interesting that it's people's favorite episode i actually hadn't seen a review that said that so that's that's quite interesting there's been a couple being like that's the standout episode of the season i think people have gone like four six i can't remember the others but four and six are kind of the ones that people are really liking at the moment obviously this is pre people watching episode seven in a lot of cases so we don't really know but they've been kind of the standout moments really what else do we actually (laughs) officially know um David Harbour, Winona Ryder, Finn Wolfhard and Caleb McLaughlin did a did an interview where they uh, discussed theories. Shout out to them for enjoying the Will is the Mind Flare theory. Um, I still think it's great and I will hang on to it until proven wrong. Yeah. So they they actually spoke about a few fan theories that were obviously wrong, but it was like yeah. discussing if they thought they were cool or whatever. And uh, one of the one of the theories that Winona was just like Winona couldn't believe it. Like she she was the one that read it out, and I like she was uh, the look on her face. I, it will be etched in my brain forever. But she read out a theory that was actually that there's going to be like the rivalry between the Hawkins guys and the uh, California, California guys. guys because Will and Elle are going to get together and confess their love for each other. And, and then, not tell Mike. And not tell Mike. So Will and Elle are going to have this like little affair. Um, and Winona was, the woman was too stunned to speak. Just absolutely in shock. Yeah. At the theory. And that the friends don't die. <laughs> lie, lie. Friends don't lie. <laughs> it was 
pretty then quickly confirmed uh, by David. David Harper, of all people, should have known. He says, Will and L don't... What, what was the exact words? It was like, uh, Will doesn't... If you've been watching the show, you'll know that Will doesn't like L, but he does like someone um, in the group. Uh, he's very interested, very interested in, in that person. And to which Finn then goes, yeah, you'll you'll see that in the season. He, well, he laughs first. He does. And he says, yeah, you'll see that this season. And David Hobbs is like, very interested. Yeah. Um, so take from that what you will. <laughs> there have been a few of the reviews that have stated there are some Will exploring his identity and his sexuality, um, which has caused a frenzy it's caused a little bit of a frenzy online it's nothing that hasn't been said before we've kind of got that yeah. from Noah a little bit well, when he's been allowed to talk yeah. about things that are not Jake Bon Jovi apparently because that's what we're talking about him in interviews apparently um, so that he does say that Will's kind of he, when he talks when he spoke about Will's love life and said about you know he's kind of it's been kind of dry and you're kind of thinking what what is he looking for and it makes jokes make you wonder why why is that happening mm-hmm. and yeah there's been little things have popped up I think David Harbour kind of saying that has been the first real thanks confirmation <laughs> um, that uh, Will Byers does quite like someone in the Hawkins group there is a review out there which kind of says who that is and dives into it a little deeper all i will say is i am not surprised in the slightest uh to be honest i i think it makes sense it's been hinted at for a fair few seasons i think at this point and if the review is genuinely correct and it's not I don't want to say a projection thing, but you know what I mean? Kind of like if you're thinking, that's who I want it to be. Yeah. So it makes sense. It, if it isn't that kind of thing and that is generally the route that's gone down, I do think if you, I don't want to be like, if you watch the show, it makes sense. But you know you know what I mean? That I think there have been little things peppered. There have been. Through the seasons that, especially knowing this now, that you kind of go, ah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I actually turned to um, my my main Twitter account to to spew things about Stranger Things. Just just people just watch what you're saying. And I think it comes into one of those things where it's like, if you think of the setup time, yeah, for for the other situation. So if it was a random person in a school so to speak, you probably roughly have one episode to set that up yeah. because Mike, I think, is getting there from episode two. Yeah. Um, so you've got one episode set up. Firstly, let the world know who Will truly is, so yes. to speak. You've got to set all that up. You've got to set up a love interest of some kind. You need to kind of establish that a little more, but on top of which is doable. It's doable. doable. But then what you've got to do then is that you then have to pepper that for the entire season. Yeah. And you, and and judging by how things are going, looking at trailers and teasers and some of the reviews, you're not having time for that. No. And as we said last week, a love triangle, it's not really a love triangle. I've seen some people describe it as a love angle. It doesn't have to be tragic. No. That it's never going to be fun for one of the people. Yeah. No matter what situation it is, it's never going to be fun for that person, in this case, Will. 
probably never going to come to anything. No. And will... This is where I'm earning my will. Will Byers' defence squad, my attitude here. Will is not the type of character that is going to go between a relationship between two people he cares about. Exactly. One especially that he's now his sister. Yep. And one who's his best friend. Yeah. He's not going to go between that and be like, I'm really sorry, Elle. I've been really nice to you for these six months, but he's my boyfriend now. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not... No. <laughs> he's not going to do that. And I think... I think this comes to a situation when sometimes... Shipping is great. It's, shipping yeah. can be fun. Shipping can be great. And I think people ship whatever you want. Whatever you want to do with that, that's your opinions. But I think when you reduce... And this has been my issue with Mike the entire time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. When you reduce a character to being in that ship... Let's use Mike for the example. When Mike gets reduced to being just Elle's boyfriend, that then comes at detriment to his character. Yeah. And I think... Sometimes a similar thing happens with Will. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people see him as he can only be with him. Yeah. And that that's all it is. And if he's not with him, then the, the, the character arc isn't complete. And I think it doesn't have to be like, be that. like that. And like, why are we thinking, okay, so why are people looking at the potential storyline of Will being gay? Why are we like, oh, or... Not straight, let's say, is like, you know, it's not confirmed what his sexuality is. But let's say, yeah, so we've kind of got a little bit of confirmation that Will is not straight. So why is that? So why have, why are we looking at that storyline and being like, okay, so that's something that Will has got to really kind of like think about and like come to terms with, with himself and then think about how he's going to tell people if he wants to tell people. It's also in the 80s. He's a teenager. Like, it's a lot to deal with. Why are we being there like, okay, so that's his, that's his thing. And they'd be like, oh, but what if it affects this relationship? And it's like, no, like what you said is right. Let's not reduce it to that because the actual thing that we need to be thinking about here is that's Will's character. That's who he is as a yeah, character. He's going through that. That's his character arc. And I would much rather, as a viewer, see him processing that. Yeah. And it's going to be a mess and it's yeah. going to be sad. But I would rather see him kind of go through that process that in his head, kind of have that moment of, this is what it is, but he's my friend, she's my friend and my sister, and I need to be there for both of them. To me, that is a much more compelling story arc, and I feel like that is the direction they will go down. Yeah, I with agree. It. I think everyone can breathe. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. And we get an absolute curveball. But I would be very, very surprised. Very surprised. No, me too. Or it could be an absolute thing where it is literally just kind of brushed aside a bit. You know it's there. Did see one interview that said they waste no time in jumping into Will's sexuality. Who would have thought it? Not me. <laughs> so yes, on this day, May 23rd, not only did we get the embargo lifted and some revelations from David Harbour, we also got the final, what I assume is final, minute-long trailer. Which we It was will... actually one minute, 11 seconds. I know. But yes, let's briefly go into that before wrapping up our final episode before season four. So... We kind of got some shots that we kind of expected. We got yeah. some really cool shots. We got 
ones that you can look at very differently now <laughs> that you know everything about Will. Uh, and then we also got a random man being put into a van hmm. uh, with the California crew, who actually is one of the people in the jackets yeah. that were holding L. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know how all that fits in, but he is there too. He, he's part of the group. We got a bit more of a look into, I'm going to guess, Vecna's place. Mm-hmm. And there was one shot that I thought was interesting that Nancy was there. Yeah. So we know that somehow Nancy gets there as well. One thing, I know that we've kind of moved away from the views, but it kind of makes sense to talk about this. One of the reviews did kind of say how Vecna's powers work. Yeah, straight a up. A little bit. <laughs> straight up was like, this is what Vecna can do. We won't say. And, no, it, I think it was in our episode that we deleted. Oh, basically, um, we may have predicted it yeah. last week, but the episode no longer exists. We have no proof for it anymore, but just know that we, 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 did we, say we got that. it right. We did. <laughs> Trust us. Which makes a lot of sense, I think, actually, mm-hmm. if you think about all the characters and why then Max has been affected by it. Yeah, and like the clock and stuff. Yeah, it'll be... And actually, to be honest, it also then makes sense for Elle. Yeah. All I'll say on that. Yes. There were some really cool shots. So we had the one of them riding the bike in Hawkins and then it kind of flipped and then the like Steve, Nancy, Eddie and Robin were riding the bikes in the upside down. That was that was really cool. That was, that really, was a really clever. That was a really cool shot, actually. I, I'm guessing it's a shot that's in the show. I'm hoping it's not one they just put together for the sake of a trailer. Yeah. I, I really, really hope that that's actually within it because it's a really cool transition. Yeah, it was really cool. And like I can see that that could be the similar scene with the with the bedsheet when Nancy and Steve have the bedsheets as well, similarly to Dustin and Max and Lucas and stuff. And they're like, see you on the other side. So yeah, that could be like really cool comparisons. We saw more of the Hellfire Club. When the, when the voiceover started, I was like, this is going to be Hellfire Club. And then it was Hellfire Club, um, which Erica is there, which we said she obviously gets, sneak. they sneak her in. I'm a little worried about Hellfire Club. I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> I, I, I know it's meant to be... I think in that interview we were just talking about as well, um, they said a prediction what the Hellfire Club is like, supernatural people. And Finn was like, it's not that cool. It's, it's really not, not that, that cool. cool. <laughs> it's not that cool. Which, I mean, to be honest, you're probably not going to get much of it, I don't think. No, I think you're probably, probably not. only really going to have it for episode one and then we're going to disappear from it. But... It just feels, I know it's D&D and I know you've got to get into character, but it kind of gives me Will in the Wizard Outfit vibes. <laughs> and I'm going to get the Will in the Wizard Outfit vibes for probably a, a, a good portion of that episode. And I don't know if I'm mentally ready to put myself through that again. <laughs> so, yeah. but also, on that subject, Will would have loved Hellfire Club. Oh, he Will would have been all have. over that. Oh. Yeah, and then in the same interview, like Finn made a comment about how Will just wants to like play D and D and he hasn't grown out of it yet. And I was like, Finn, Finn, you Mike's in the Hellfire Club. What are you on about? You've gone back, Mike. You've gone back. You and Dustin. Hypocrite. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. It just The shot though with the die, actually it was, very cool. was quite a cool shot, actually. And I th- I think I'm 
then that that was that shot that we saw probably like two years ago. Yeah, the filming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a cool I assume it will be the final trailer, but honestly, who knows? Anything could happen at this point. We could wake up tomorrow and they could have been like, lol, surprise, here's episode one. So, you know, who knows that point? Or David Harbour like, ends up streaming it from his phone live because, you know, honestly, at this point, the, the, the stakes are high. Weirdly, I think I preferred this than I did to the actual trailer. I, I don't know why. I agree yeah. with you. I actually do agree with you on that. The music within this little teaser as well. Yeah. And I love the remix that was done, but I, I just think there was something about this that was like, this is Stranger Things. Yeah. And not that the other teaser wasn't, but this is the one that's made me feel like, oh my gosh, we're getting this in a few days. Yeah. And me too. Hyped me up a little bit. No, I, I probably thought- also because we actually saw some of the California group um, <laughs> who have just been left out of everything. So, any final last minute predictions that are absolutely not influenced by any way of any reviews? Hopper is Jonathan's dad. Still going, you're still sticking with that Hopper's Jonathan's Going, I'm not letting it go until I am told no. Until I'm explicitly told no by Matt and or Ross Duffer, like to my face, I'm going with it. See, I have the issue where I think I've kind of... <laughs> Your been... theory is, is correct, yeah. Yeah, I think I've kind of been correct. And I also know for other reasons that one of my other predictions for music was also correct. So... I don't really know. <laughs> um, I didn't expect to be in this position, no. actually. I will say one more. I think Sam Owens, and I know I made the yeah. comment a few uh, weeks ago about, um, like a jokey comment about what if Sam was Brenner and it obviously was not meant to be taken seriously. But I have been thinking about that kind of since. And Paul Reiser actually quote retweeted the trailer that the first eight minutes and was like and like with something i was like very interesting that he's like specifically gone to that and said something yeah um i don't think he is brenner obviously i think they are two separate people but i do think he knows that brenner is alive and i do think that he has been in some kind of contact because of the line where he's like, the people that did this, they're gone. And he says they're gone, but he never explicitly says it. And if it is hinted out that Brenner does come back later in the seasons and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised. I love Sam Owens, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has been uh, in contact with or involved somehow with Brenner, if Brenner is still alive. That is another, that is a more serious theory rather than Hopper and Jonathan that I, I do think is, is a possibility, actually. I have one. I have my opinions on the friendly orderly. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit more to the friendly orderly uh, than than we think. Yeah. And I wonder if the friendly orderly is a little older than yeah. we think he potentially is. So I, I wonder if the friendly orderly... <laughs> Could have possibly been alive during the Victor Creel situation. There is 20 years between the Creel house and the massacre at Hawkins Lab. It is very possible. So if the friendly orderly was, say, late 20s, um, let's, let's say the friendly orderly is 29-ish. Around, around mm-hmm. that. Potentially, the friendly orderly could have lived at... The Creel House. Yeah. Potentially. Would have been a child, 
but potentially. Yeah. We know that, you know, some kids have powers. And the Creoles also move in to a house that was not always theirs. What is to say that if the friendly orderly had powers, set something up mm-hmm. within the house because the friendly orderly is just an awful child. Yeah, and so, so we were actually speaking about this, um, just to wrap this up really quickly. There's actually a book series that I'm reading at the moment where they have powers and there is a, like a four-year-old in it who has this like ability to cause earthquakes and stuff. It's called The Frost Files. Brilliant series. And the second book was so well done in the sense that even though he was a child and could do these, he could do these awful things. Even though he could do those, he was a child. So the the conflict that you had as a reader was awful because you're like, oh my god, but he's only four. But then also, like, he fully understood what he was doing and was murdering people. But then it was awful. Like, you still had that kind of thing. And I think evil children villains are really interesting villains to have. Yeah. With that idea in mind, because you're thinking, oh my God, like even the characters in the book were so like, some of them were so torn as to what the correct thing to do was. And I think it would be really cool if they explored something like that. And, you know, somehow the friendly orderly ended up at the lab. The timings could work out. I feel like... They could. They actually could. I just feel like with the idea that the friendly orderly is being kind of close to L. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, no one really is going to be allowed to get close to those kids unless there was some kind of involvement. Yeah. In some. I know you also have the doctor, but to me, it seems mm-hmm. very controlled. Yeah. And to know what's going on as well. Yeah, that's that's how I leave that. That is my little theory thing. We would love to know anyone else's last minute theories and ideas and thoughts and all the things before season four drops this Friday. And also, just from us, we're not going anywhere. We're sticking around. We've made we've made it a few years for the hiatus. We're going to carry on with this. But thank you to everyone that kind of listened to us in the. In the gap, the horrendous gap that was between seasons three and four, somehow we made it through the hiatus. We had some weird theories along the way, but we made it. And that is the main thing. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who's kind of tuned in. Thank you to anyone who's kind of been involved with us on social media. It's been mm-hmm. it's been lovely. It has. It's been absolutely lovely. It's I don't know why I've gone all uh, Very London. But, no, it is really nice. And, yeah, we, we, we have. We've survived. We survived the drought. So, there are many places, though, where you can still catch up with all of us talking about things that are probably wrong. And that's wherever you can find a podcast. Or you can talk to us on social media at Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast. Or YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do You Copy. And probably post volume one at HawkinsDoYouCopy.com. Yes. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hawkins Do You Copy podcast. And we will see you next time. Over and out.